we're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, and I'm here with my ho- with my co-host Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you? Always good on Friday, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Just woke up from a nap, and I'm good to go. Absolutely. Yes, we have a lot to talk about today with all that's going on in the news this week. With this uh, event that WWE is uh, holding. Yeah, man. A lot of, lot, of, um, lot of stuff going on this week. This is one of the busiest wrestling weeks that I can remember in, in quite a while. And I don't know about you, and, and we'll jump into it in more detail on the... On the um, on the appropriate segment, um, but I mean, I was I was shocked with uh, the way Crown Jewel has turned out. Wow, yeah, I've been seeing all these uh, posts floating around Facebook and stuff. So, how about we uh, we say we get into this with a raw review? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's hey. do. Uh, things looking. Dire for Rollins, and you know what McIntyre and Ziggler are looking for? The Claymore zigzag combination. Ambrose Rose gets involved. Uh-oh. Rod Strowman has not forgotten. Meanwhile, rolling up Ziggler from behind, almost had him. Rollins just ran into the referee inadvertently, and now Braun Strowman is marching his way down the ramp toward the ring. McIntyre won't back down, however. He heads into the ring, and now Strowman and McIntyre going at it. And we still got a tag team title match underway. The official's been knocked down. Strowman and McIntyre now fighting out into the WWE Universe. McIntyre trying to fight back with a chair. With absolutely no effect. Strowman just dropping bombs on the... Ambrose not going to allow Dolph Ziggler to use the championship. Rollins kicked to the midsection. There's the stop. Here's the cover. There's no official. Ambrose is going to wake the official. Here it goes. New champions. Got it. New tag team champions. Rollins and Ambrose are the new tag team champions. Here are your winners. And the new Raw Tag Team Champions, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. They did it tonight for their brother, Roman Reigns. What the hell? Oh, my God. Alright, so Ben, take it away. Okay, so in the um, in the first match from uh, Monday Night Raw, which took place in Providence, Rhode Island, um, we had Finn Balor defeating Bobby Lashley via pin. And, you know, uh, Elio, you have the benefit of, of seeing me on video, but some, sometimes your viewers, your viewers on Periscope can't right so i'm going i'm going to describe what's going on uh physically and emotionally in my head right now first 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 of all my eyes are rolling like you wouldn't believe oh no they're about to fall out the front of my head Uh oh (laughs) uh, i don't know what's going on with bobby last year right now um 
but you know, it, but it was good to uh, to see Finn Balor get a win. Right. Although, although having having said that, I just I wanted that match to end just to lead a lead a rush with show. Uh, how unbearable is Leo Rush becoming week to week? Uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. He makes me want to change the channel. Every time he comes it's, on. Oh my god. Like, you know, whoever is feeding him the lines, they themselves need to shut up. I don't care if it is. I don't care if it is uh, Vince McMahon himself. It, it is just straight up unbearable. Now. And physically physically painful to the ear. Now, it's one thing before the match, but throughout the match, that is so distracting. I mean, I can't imagine how distracting it must be to the guys in the ring, including the referee. Well, yes, exactly. And, it, and it's, and it's got to be hard to run a match, to work a match with that going on. Like, that's just not good. No, no, it's, it's not. It, it's it's almost insulting to what is taking place in the ring. Right. It absolutely is. Even the announcer, even the commentators are are telling them to shut up. And, and what does that tell you? <laughs> it's not working. That that should tell you something right there. Yep. And the the next one. Uh, Um, and, and when, when someone, someone is that freakishly athletic, 
had the look that he has. I was always shocked that he's done absolutely nothing on the main roster as we touched on last week. So hopefully, hopefully this is a new beginning for him now that Titus Worldwide has mercifully ended. And and there was a, there was a segment afterwards. Uh, remind, remind me, because that's not that's not uh, what. I know because Elias uh, returned to perform, and then was cut off by Baron Corbin. Oh, oh, that, oh that's right. Yeah, you know, thank God, God I have you as my co-host. Otherwise, I otherwise I would miss things. That's why we balance each other out so well. Um, so, um, so Baron Corbin, of course, came, uh, came out to do his annoying uh, pro-authority Um and, and to me, to me, it was just a bad call because you know you're 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 cramping all over one of your hottest performers, Elias. Right. Um, you know, it's so that didn't make any sense to me. So I think subconsciously that's why I wanted to skip that particular uh, segment. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I, I just hate how they're turning um, Baron Corbin into a stooge. Uh, he's just his gimmick and character is just terrible. But was this he was this um. Because Elias had cracked him over the head with the guitar. So are they uh, are they turning it yeah, he, he, he smashed him in the back with the guitar, guitar actually. Oh okay. From, from from the way from what my angle it looked like it was over the head. No, that was one of the that was like a gesture like shot to, to the to the back. I mean it was just it was, it was beautiful the way it came off. So was this a, a Elias a, an Elias face turn? Um, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it as that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it built to that point. Because he was, he even told uh, Corbin to like to silence himself and just shut up so he could play his song for the fans. Well, and, and, but that could also be, that could also be a heel move on his part. I don't know. That's true. Um, so we'll have to see. Mm. And then in, 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 in the most, um, in the most head-scratching uh, segment of of the night, oh, and actually we, we forgot to, uh, I can't going before we progress to the matches we have to discuss what happened to open the night right I knew that I was I was thinking maybe we can save that for the end after after the match okay okay very good okay I just wanted to make sure we didn't yep no I didn't forget alright very good so um my apologies uh, so, so moving on to, uh, uh, as I said, the most head-scratching part of the evening oh no. was Ember Moon defeating Dana Brooke, Brooke Nia Jax, and Tamina in a fatal four-way, and, and, and Elio, can you guess how, how long that match lasted? I am so going to say that that match lasted a minute <laughs> and 50 seconds. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, I, I was being a smartass because I, I know I know you have it. I know. <laughs> that's that's why I was playing along. But 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 and thanks for thanks for playing. I I, I really appreciate that Scott Hall survey moment that we just had. <laughs> um, but you know, but I mean, have you ever seen a fatal parlay go a minute and fifty seconds? That, that's terrible. I thought they were trying to push this women's evolution, and then they give these for a one-minute match in a fatal yeah, four-way. It's just, it's just ridiculous, you know. It was. And and I wouldn't be surprised if this is true, but it, it's it's been reported on uh, WNS uh, that um, a lot of the people backstage are very dissatisfied with how Evolution has been booked. Oh. Or and and, and dealt with on 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 Monday Night Raw's airtime uh, in terms of the promotion because Crown Jewel has just blown it out of the water in terms of being promoted. And we are going to discuss that, those two events, uh, <laughs> later on in the show. But, uh, yes, I, I, I tend, I tend to, uh, to jump ahead in, in my disgust and my, my excitement to discuss No, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, but because this, sometimes this, we might miss something. Just stay, just stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then um, to uh, to end the night, we had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeating uh, Dolph Ziggler and, and Drew McIntyre to become the new um, to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. And this was confusing because they're the tag team champions now, but what happened at the end of the match? Oh, oh well, I, I was just getting to that. Um, so we had uh, Dean Ambrose go psycho on uh, Seth Rollins and, and turn him heel. Right. And I don't that, understand. I gotta tell you, that was one of the most convincing and and dramatic heel turns I've ever seen. I don't know if you noticed this, Elio, but I mean, while he was doing all that, you could hear a pin drop in the arena. Oh, and then uh, you, you could actually hear like people at ringside going, "Why, Dean? Why?" <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was it, it was it was amazing. And then I wanna I, I wanna uh, talk more about that once we. Uh, once we discuss the big announcement of, yes. the, of the evening, because I think I think that that will put this in context. Yes, and uh, take it away with uh, what the opening segment of Raw. So, um, in one of the most emotional uh, things that I've ever seen on the show, uh, Roman Reigns came out uh, to announce that he has. A returning diagnosis of leukemia, and he's got. I I would assume, based on some uh, some research that I did after his announcement, he could be he could be out anywhere from a year to three years, depending d depending on on how long this treatment takes. Wow. I, I mean, it's um. It, it, it's. It was one of those shocking uh, situations where things got human 
real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and for, and for me, um, what what I found truly in in very poor taste was pretty much immediately after he was making this announcement, um, which, like I said, ha- had my gut in, in knots. I I have to say I had a I had a truly emotional reaction to that, and that doesn't typically happen with me. Yep. Um, but I um, I noticed that online people were immediately saying, you know, is this a storyline? You know. I know. I was reading know, that. You know, why would why would WWE you know have one of their wrestlers stricken with cancer? You know, and and to me that was just truly ignorant and stupid. I mean, anyone with half a brain could could figure out that this. That, I mean, this was legit. Um, and you already I, know I, I you know I played that uh, mobile game WWE Supercard, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm in a Facebook group. That's how I found this team that I'm part of on that game. And even in that group, people were posting how it's all fake. It's a work. It's a storyline. And no, it's 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 not. <laughs> as much as much as much as I hate the fact that we have to say that, it's not a work. It's not. No, this is this is this is. This is completely real. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think you, you could see that because, you know, the way that Seth was reacting. When, when oh, when, he, when, he, when they came out, uh, him and Dean came out, the look on yeah. Seth's face, to, like, I was, like, literally in tears when I saw the look on Seth's face. Yeah, and... and and so was I, and, and like I said, that does not happen, uh, because I am not an emotional person at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot to get me, uh, but that one, that one got me. Yep. You know, because, you know, the thing is, watching WWE as long as we have, and as invested as, as we get as fans, you know, it's almost like we feel like we know these people because of, of the characters that they play and, and, and the news that we get behind the scenes and, and all that stuff. But what really struck me was the behind the scenes footage that was released a little bit later on of, of the backstage reaction as oh. soon as, um, as Roman came through the curtain. Yes, I saw that too. I mean, you know, and just the way Braun Strowman grabbed him, mm-hmm. and, and was, you know, and was like, you know, you're gonna be all right. You know, it's just if anyone hasn't seen that, I would, I would encourage um, you to go take a look at that, and, and you'll see right off the bat that this, that this is something uh, completely different. Yeah. Um, you know. In terms of in terms of the emotional aspect of this, um, you know that got me, which 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 brings me to my my um, my next point of why this heel turn of Dean Ambrose was so effective. Mm-hmm. And I know I know people were kind of like you know not digging the timing of of the heel turn, and, and to me 
that's completely understandable. I, I get that aspect of it. Um, I thought about that. You know, but he, here's my take. You know, I think Roman would have would have wanted the, the show to go on and to have to have that happen. Um, you know, and and to have his his boys put on a big stage like that, and the fact that they're now gonna have this huge storyline I'm you know while he doesn't want it to be out of action you know if he if he has to be gone at least at least his his boys are set up and, and he, he's not messing with their with their careers right um, so you know from the perspective of you know the show must go on I actually I found that to be single-handedly possibly the most effective heel turn I've ever seen so I'm at, I have no problem with that in Bravo, um, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just, it's just how how often do we get true emotion like that in a WWE product? Right. I mean, it, I mean, I was I was just gutted with this leukemia announcement. I was just, I felt so bad for the guy. I know when I was when I was growing up, I was. I shared a hospital room with uh, with another guy who had leukemia, and he was moved to up uh, to two floors above me. And uh, one night, I I wanted to go see him to just hang out, and the nurses wouldn't let me. So as soon as the hallways were empty, I just got into an elevator. I went up, and uh, we spent the night. Uh, he had his VCR set up. We were watching The Running Man, and, uh, and I'm, I'm actually glad that I did that. That I didn't listen to the nurses because the day after I learned that he had passed away. Well, uh, and and see that's um, and that's one of those really uh, human stories, just like this one. Yep. And and see, in, in certain situations like that, you know the rules don't apply. Right. You, you, have to, you have to do what you have to do. Like, nurses were telling me, oh, you can't leave the ward, you can't leave the ward. Like, it's late, it's 9 o'clock. I'm like, well, I'm going anyways. So, as soon as the halls were clear, I took off. Well, and I'm sure, I'm sure as you just said, you know, with what happened, uh, you know, af- after the, I'm sure that you felt very, very good that you Mm-hmm. So... But, uh, and then, and then switching, uh, switching, uh, topics out of, out of this, out of this emotional rabbit hole, as gracefully as we can, uh, next, um, we have the, uh, the Smackdown Live review, and I think, Elio, you're gonna take that one after we take a short break. Yes. I will take that one, and uh, we will be back with the SmackDown review shortly. Stay tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. Hardy's looking to go up top. One of the greatest risk takers in the history of WWE wants the Swanton Bomb and Orton rolls out. Very, very smart decision by Randy Orton. A sick smile on Orton's face. 
Setting up for it, went for the RKO. Wait a minute, backslide. Hardy nearly had him. Going for it again, wants another twist. Oh, RKO! The three most dangerous letters in sports entertainment get on the win. Here is your winner, Randy Orton. The RKO strikes again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, and we are going to get into our SmackDown review. SmackDown this week came to us from the Prudential Center in New York, New Jersey, and we had a total of five matches on the card. In the opening match, we had the Big Show defeating one-third of New Dane, Kofi Kingston. Following that, we had the Usos defeating the team of AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. After Brian accidentally hit Styles, costing their team the victory. In the third match, we had Rusev defeating Aiden English with uh, after locking in the accolades for the submission. Then we had the Miss TV segment with the Mrs. Guest, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio came out and this and basically said that. He returned to SmackDown to compete, not to be on some dusty talk show, and that led that led us into our next match, which was Rey Mysterio defeating The Miz. And then in the final match, it was Randy Orton defeating Jeff Hardy in a rematch from Hell in a Cell. And the one segment that took place on this show was was not a segment at all, but recent footage which was filmed over the weekend of Charlotte Flair at the WWE Performance Center giving the new tryouts some advice. Becky Lynch then showed up and a brawl broke out between the two. <laughs> we know how much you love that then. <laughs> yes. I mean, between the two of them, it's just the, the, This feud, I just, I love this feud, that, like, everything it's, about it. It's so, you know, and, and, my, my, and my excitement, I, 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 I assure you, um, as, as much has to do with the fact that they're beautiful women, and much more to do with the fact that it, it's just, Delightful work to watch. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it's so it, it's so refreshing to see a feud of this quality. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen a feud like this. I can't remember the last time we saw something like this. It's just you know, and I mean, when and when the last time you saw so much of the action taking place outside of the ring in the Attitude Era. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing we're seeing stuff all over the place. We're seeing stuff that's unique in promos. You know, it's it, 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 I hate to say it again, but it's just so GG refreshing. This is this is a SmackDown, I guess, uh, answering uh, Fox's uh, request of uh, trying to be serious and steering away from the comedy. 
Actually, this leads me to a story that uh, happened uh, yesterday. I was at the library because I go into the library once a week uh, to uh, tutor, and uh, the volunteer coordinator there. As soon as I walked in, she uh, was. Uh, she said she saw on television. She saw a show with uh, Charlotte Flair on there talking on there. So she was asking me if I knew about it and how big women's wrestling is lately. She said she she was telling me that I think she chose the wrong career. She should have been a wrestler. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I'm like, for, for, for the times that like this one uh, like laughs at me, makes fun of me for what what I do, she she like actually talks to me and tells me, oh, I was watching this and that. I should have been one. Yeah, it, 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 it's one of those moments where it's like, as a wrestling fan, you're like, ah, I told you to throw you bastards. <laughs> well, uh, well, also like that, uh, like at times I'll catch him, um, like I'll be up here and he'll be watching TV and I'll catch him uh, flipping through the channels and listening to and tuning into SmackDown and I'm like, I think my dad's a closet fan. Oh, it, 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 it's probably <laughs> off, you know, it, um, it, it's so weird that you say that because, you know, I've, I've been a fan for so long since I was like three or four years old and for for years and years and years and, and my test is that he's, he's right outside the door. Um, you know, the rest of my family, he, he right. wrestling. They, every time it was on, they just dissolved into other areas of the house. Yeah. Right? And so actually, my first, um, my first time ever going to an actual wrestling show was in 2010. Oh, okay. I went to a to an independent show for the for the company that I now work for. Um, and then shortly thereafter, a few months later, I went to my first WWE event in uh, Washington D.C. Oh, okay. And, and then. And then my dad was, at that point, my dad was like, okay, I understand why you're a fan. Yeah. Um, it's like, he, he understood. Now, now they're, they're main right, but I, I kind of agree with them on this to, to add some comedy and some levity into this podcast. You know, every, every, every time that, they're, that they walk in there, you know, there's, just, there's men not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the um, that's the angle that the, the, they automatically go to, which, which I understand because to me that to me that's a little bit disturbing. <laughs> right? It, it, it always has been. I, you know, I, I understand. I understand it's hot. I, I understand all that. Every other athlete or does anything wears pants. <laughs> So, so that's, what, that's why I appreciate performers like John Cena, uh, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, um, you know, Ron Reigns, all those guys that wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, 
for, for instance, in battle, you know, he wears the, the trunks with the, with the leather jacket, and they often match. I find that a little creepy. also like for a while for a long time they didn't understand like whenever i would do a podcast because prior to this i was involved with other podcasts and, yeah. and they didn't get that like at night i'd be on the phone with that podcast and running controls at times so then one time one year i actually a couple of years back we went to we were in mexico and my brother has a smart tv so i uh but I went on to YouTube and I pulled up one of the shows that I was uh, running the controls for and then they finally got it. Like that, this is what I do. Yeah, and, and, um, and the same for my parents too because this is like, um, this is my first podcast and, uh, that, I've, that I've been a part of and I, uh, I think it's awesome and I'm, I'm having so much fun with it. Um, to be in, in conjunction with that, I've, you know, I've also started, you know, writing for the site and, and you know, writing for, you know, our site to get, you know, together, um, you know, the two of us, so uh, all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing all this stuff, you know, based around wrestling, Yep. and, you know, and everybody thinks it's kind of, kind of cool to see what I'm doing and ask me about it because, you know, for, 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 you know, the older generations, generations as our parents, you know, te te <laughs> this kind of technology just doesn't make sense to them. And that's not their fault. It's, kind of, it's just kind of cool to hear them asking questions about wrestling. Yeah. Like, uh, even, uh, I, I, I'm into these uh, trivia games now. They're, like, just fun to play, and this group of people that I play with, they, they think it's so cool that, like, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just, and eventually, you know, our goal is to, to build it up and, and become, you know, and really well known. So, you know, as, as long as you want to do this podcast, I will I will be there, you know, with you every step of the way because I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I like this. I think the, the, I think the fans... That are joining us now, and and will join us uh, later on as we get more exposed. Um, we'll be able to hear, you know, our, you know, our enthusiasm and knowledge of the product. So this is pretty cool. Well, I already know when I'm when I'm gonna stop doing this. What's that? I'm gonna stop doing this when it stops being fun. That I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't either. You know, I'm, and I'm, I'm 30 now, and it's just I feel 
better than ever before in a lot of different aspects. So this came at the at the uh, exact right time in my life for me. Because, you know, I, I spent a lot, a lot of time in, in college. I was in college for 10 years. Uh, technically, I was a part-time student. And, um, you know, I was working like it was full-time, but you know, just because of the disability. But, so I spent, you know, 80% of my 20s in college and you know so now that now that now that i'm out and i get to explore all these different things it's kind of cool <laughs> so that's that was our uh, smackdown report Okay. Sorry, gentlemen. We kind of went off. Yeah. But oh, no, yeah. This is what we do on this podcast. We just go off on to other on to random stories. <laughs> but but uh, uh, you know, but we'll, we'll bring it back, back in. in. Right. So that that was our our review of SmackDown from Newark, New Jersey, and. With, um, we're going to cover NXT next, right? Yes. Because uh, I, uh, I'm curious about this storyline that I've been hearing about that's happening there. Yeah, yeah let, let me, um, let, let me pull up the, uh, the, the card, card again while we're, while we're still talking. Okay. But I have to, I have to say, um, while I'm doing that, um, yeah, you know, I've been I've been watching NXT more regularly now, and I am uh, you know thoroughly impressed by what I'm seeing. Okay, so, so we'll, we'll we'll take a break and then we will be back with the NXT review. Okay, very good. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our review of NXT from Full Sail University. Ben, take it away. Yeah. So um, this was a this was a phenomenal episode of uh, NXT, and I, I can't wait to dive into it. Um, we saw a lot of different things. So to um, to start, we had EC3 defeating Adam Cole. 
Uh, the interesting part of, of that, you know, despite the fact we had two um, really phenomenal performers in the ring, um, you know, all the interesting stuff happened um, after after the match. You know, last week we saw the return of, um, of Bobby Fish, so, um, so this whole um, faction is is back together. Yes, you know. CFO dollar sign. Absolutely, and and <laughs> for those that for those that don't get that, that is an that is an inside joke between uh, the two of us uh, connecting uh, WWE's musical performers, the CFOs, um, to. Um, the undisputed air. It's even it written on uh, Adam Cole's T-shirt. As absolutely. <laughs> um, so um, so after after this match, we saw, we saw um, you know all four members of um, of the undisputed air attacking EC3 and injuring uh, his knee. Uh oh. Um, which, and I, I, I felt like the announcers did a, a fantastic job selling that considering, um, you know, Bobby Fish just got back from an, from an injury, uh, oh. similar injury, so who, they were who, selling that ankle quite well. Who are the commentators on NXT? Um, it's, it's Nigel McGuinness, uh, Percy Watson, and, uh, Mauro Ronaldo. Okay. Um, and it's just, I'm so glad I'm watching NXT on a regular basis now because it, it's just, it's so good on a variety of levels, inclu including the commentary. It, it's, it's, we used the word refreshing earlier, mm -hmm. and this is another example. Um, speaking of re re refreshing, we had, we had a, um, a talent debut in, uh, Mia Yim, uh, as part of the next match, um, she defeated Aaliyah. For those that don't know, um, Mia Yim used to be in, uh, Impact Wrestling under the ring name of Jade. Yeah, part of the Dollhouse. Along exactly. With, along with uh, Terrence Terrell and Marty Bell. Oh, that rhymes! <laughs> Oh God, it does run. Oh, God, we're in trouble. Um, but it, you know, so it, she got the victory after um, hitting Aaliyah with a modified eat defeat. I have um, a question. Why is yeah, Aaliyah, why, why is Aaliyah still there? I mean, she's not. She, I've seen her. I I don't think she's just she's that good. I don't know. Um, well, you know, it, it's interesting. Ask me that question again in a few weeks because that was actually uh, the first time that I can remember seeing her. So. Oh, you've never seen her before? Um, how long has she been there? She's been there for for a while, actually. Uh, but um, she did have one. Yeah, she had one match on SmackDown that's forgettable because I don't even remember who she faced. Yeah. I, I, so this is just a further example of why I need to be watching 
uh, NXT. You know, we we've talked about it off the air before. It's just you know, all the other wrestling events of the week are on you know TV, like regular TV, and it's just part of the schedule. Yep. And then you know, something a lot of the time I just forget to watch uh, NXT, but that is in no way reflective of my opinion of the show because it's well, actually no. One way you forget you forget because you don't really mark it on your calendar. It's part of your routine. Well, exactly. Um, and then, so after that, we had uh, Cassius Erno defeat uh, Justin Xavier. And, you know, the, the match itself was pretty uh, was pretty unremarkable. Not to say it was a bad match, which is kind of run-of-the-mill. Mm-hmm. But then, and, you know, during, during that match, or, I'm sorry, after the match, we had... Nikki Cross come out and continue continuing to tease that she knew who attacked um, Alistair Black and that he was coming and he you know he's coming and he's coming. So the the um, the announcers thought that she was referring to Black because you know um, she, she had she had told Black in his ear uh, last week. Who attacked him, and uh, and Black got very pissed off. His facial expression was um, was reminiscent of when uh, when Randy Orton gave the um, gave the DDT to Stephanie McMahon while uh, Triple H was handcuffed to the ropes yep. <laughs> back in 2009, and then he had that reaction. Uh, that's 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 what uh, Alistair Black's reaction looked like to me. And and uh, th- this one also sounds to me like remember when Abyss kept uh, kept uh, wandering around in the Impact Zone, telling everyone that they're coming, they're coming. Yeah. And then uh, they was refer- referred to Immortal. <laughs> Absolutely. So. so can, I, can I can I say how much I love Nikki Cross's character? Oh my God, I lo- <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there, there's just certain certain performers I just, I get really excited to see. Yeah. And, she, and she's definitely one of them. Um, so, um, kind of feeding off of, um, off of Nikki Cross's appearance, uh, teasing that, the, um, announcement of the NXT title match, um, for, uh, for the next TakeOver event. Um, taking place in November was um, was interrupted as it just it just turned to mayhem as um, Alistair Black came out and was was demanding to confront the the guy who attacked him and then the lights go out Uh-oh. and it, of all people it was Johnny Gargano. I was shocked to see to to learn that. Oh my God! It, it was it was such a masterful swerve. And so, are we going to see the reforming of DIY? Well, are you, well, it's it's so interesting that you should say that because I think so. Because Tommaso Ciampa was saying on Twitter how proud he was of of Johnny Gargano. And, and and all that they've been through with their feud, uh, 
Which 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 makes this even more masterful. Uh, no, because it's like you would never think that. I wonder if this I wonder if this was a plan all along. They feud between themselves and they swerve everyone else. With, with so, this. Yeah, it, it was just really, really, really good. Yeah. Um wow. you know, I, I I'm I'm very excited for for NXT TakeOver. Um, That's uh, TakeOver Los Angeles. Which, yeah, it's, uh, which it's, takes it's, place on November 18th, the night before Survivor Series. Absolutely. And um, and I, I think I think stuff just got really, really interesting mm-hmm. off the back of uh, Wednesday's episode. Um, you, you know, we continue to talk about it, uh, you know, week after week, but the divide... Between the quality of shows, between like Raw, SmackDown, and then NXT, is just so incredibly vast. Right. Um, you know, because Raw a- ends up being, you know, ugh. then SmackDown, you know, gets your hopes up. Yeah. And then, you know, and then NXT is like, oh, happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> But then we have a week like, uh, like I think last week or the week before, where Raw was surprisingly great. Well, good, not great, but good, and like moving along know. smoothly. But you know, it, it, so it's just really, really surprising. So, you know, but um, you know, NXT captures my attention. So, which is what I want. You know, I don't. I don't want to be able to predict when I'm going to be able to take a bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with the quality of NXT being what it is, I get what I want. Right. Actually, uh, going back to Raw, um, you know how I, whenever I see enhancement talent come across my screen. And they lose to one of the main roster superstars. I like to learn who that person was, right? Yeah. So when I did, I go online the next, the following day to look up their names and learn who they are, where, where else they've performed. So I was, um, as much as we didn't like that uh, battle royal for the World Cup. Um, on the October 15th episode of Raw, and we, uh, we laughed at, like, the ridiculous names. To the WWE Universe, those wrestlers are nobody, but then I went online and I looked up guys like Chilean Seabass and, uh, whoever else they was in there, and they've actually performed in other promotions like Shakara. Yeah, and they, um, WWE has a history of doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, with their, uh, security and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, um, um, you know, the company I work for, Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance, the right. owners of that company have worked as enhancement, uh, talent for WWE before. Oh. And appeared as, um, like security and like backstage segments and stuff like that. So we we so, so we've a, seen them. 
And, well, I'm sorry, say again? We've seen them on TV then? <laughs> uh, yeah, they've been on TV in, in the past. I mean, I mean, I don't think you could remember because, I mean, this was back in, like, 2006, you know. Oh, okay. And so on and so forth. Um, but, yeah, and then, um, actually, you know, um, Luke Gallows, um, to, to start off his career, he was in a... Uh, he was in a stable uh, called uh, the Highwaymen with uh, with two of the guys that run that company. Oh wow! Okay. And um, and I don't know if you remember his episode of uh, Super Superstar Inc. He um, he mentioned a tattoo on his leg. Um, I don't think I a, saw that. that. I don't that think was, I saw that one. Yeah, that was a that was a tribute to that tag team. And it showed a picture of, of, of him with the two guys that are like two of my best friends. So I I got a real big kick out of that. Oh, cool. that, was, that was like a shout out to to us in our neck of the woods. You know, so I got I got a kick out of that. Yeah. Um, so I li- I like uh, I like learning like who these guys are and like. It's ridiculous as those names like Chilane Seabass and whatever that <laughs> Waffler guy was and that Voorhees wrestler was. To the universe, there are nobodies. But to, like outside of that, they've worked in Shikara and other promotions. I'm like, okay, interesting. Yeah, well, well at, least, at least they bring in professionals. Right. Yeah. I still think that so. Battle Royal was uh, just... Terrible. Yeah. And uh, yeah. actually, I have to I have a question about one of them. I think that Swarmer, whatever. Um, was Did we see No Way Jose's brother? Because that guy looked just like No Way Jose. Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. I, I um, I remember exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> Speaking of, of no way, Jose, he's just disappeared off the face of the earth. Oh, you know what? I, I actually, no, I'm so glad I he's not not on my screen anymore. That conga thing and all that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. Hmm. That that would that would be an interesting storyline to follow up on. Yep. Um, but um. What's uh, what's next? You want to jump into the um... yeah? So next, uh, our next um, segment, we will be covering both the uh, WWE Crown Jewel and WWE Evolution. So we'll be back <laughs> shortly with those two events. And, and just so you know, before we before we jump off mm-hmm. uh, to, to to begin those segments, ladies and gentlemen, this is where it's going to start to get really interesting. Oh, yes. So, uh, so st- st- stay tuned right here with us, and I promise you, you're going to want to hear this next part. Very interesting. We'll be back shortly, ladies and gentlemen. All right, very good.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are going to be running down not one but two WB events, which is unusual because it's unusual that they have two events so close to each other. We usually have like one pay-per-view a month, but in this case we have WWE Evolution, which takes place on October 28th and Crown Jewel, which takes place on November the 2nd. So Ben, which one are we going to go with first? We're going to go with, um, we're going to go with Crown Jewel first. Okay. And then, um, and then we're going to go, um, into, uh, Evolution. Okay, Um, so let me pull up the card on my uh, end here. Oh, yep, I have the card up on my end, okay. Okay, and then... For some reason, my computer has decided to uh, to take a vacation. Uh oh. <laughs> um. Oh, hold on, hold on. Weird. Okay. So. Well. It, it does. Well, uh, Ben's uh, trying to contact his computer, who apparently is on a vacation. I'm going to. Okay. Here we go. Oh, it's back. It's returning yes. from holidays. Very good. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, you want me to, let me take this and then, um, and then we'll, we'll just go back and forth with our thoughts. Okay. Okay. So, we have the World Cup Tournament Finals, mm-hmm. uh, taking place. Um, the Raw competitors are John are John Cena, Kurt Angle, Seth Rollins, and Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Uh, with this, with the SmackDown side being Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, uh, Rey Mysterio, and The Miz. Okay. Um. And uh, first of all, before we get into the um, predictions, you and I were discussing off the air how it's interesting. That John Cena is still listed as being part of the match. Yes. Uh, and uh, why don't why don't we uh, enlighten the, the viewers as as to why that's so interesting? Uh, okay, so um, it was reported this past week that both Daniel Bryan and John Cena, who are scheduled to appear at WWE Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, have stated that. They are uneasy about going and uh, are saying they are not going to Saudi Arabia. Yet they are still listed on the event. Yeah, yes, and, and and just and just so you know, I mean we're we are looking at it right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the updated card uh, for Crown Jewel, and they are still listed on the, on yes, they the are. card. Um, so I, I, I find that very interesting, uh, and, and we will have, we will have to see how that story develops, um, as, as Crown Jewel takes place in two days. Uh, needless to say, I think next week's podcast is going to be a very interesting Actually, Crown, Crown Jewel takes place in a week from today. Oh, oh, uh, my, my bad. I, I got evolution and, uh... <laughs> We know you're. We know you're anxious to see Becky Lynch. 
yeah see that that's and that's what's in my head um so my, my apologies um but um of of the um world cup tournament competitors which one which one one would you like to see win and two who do you think is actually going to win okay um who would I like to see win? That's a hard one to, uh... I... First of all, I'd like to see someone from SmackDown get it. Well, what, what happens, uh... What happens, like, when they win? Like, is it a Raw versus SmackDown after... Kind of thing? After the, the Battle Royal or the World Cup? No, and I don't think so. It's it's just you know, four competitors from each brand, but I never got the impression that it was SmackDown versus Raw. I think I like I want to say the Miz. I want to see the Miz win it. Oh, very very interesting pick. I'm just I'm just, uh, I'm just a fan of the Miz. Like ever since I saw his like his uh special on uh. The network, uh, my son is the WB superstar, and like his whole backstory, and like just the kind of person he is outside of the WWE, and his yeah. pro and his promos are just really great. I just like I listen every. I do exactly what he says. When his hand goes up, my mouth goes shut. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, he and he's one of those guys that has really grown, that has really grown on me over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so of the people that I, I would love to, uh, I want I want to see Rey Mysterio uh, win. I think um, I think he just needs a, a win based on the fact that he just. Uh, returned um, right. to, to, to the roster, and on top of that, he's he's the only international guy in the in the in the entire tournament. Mm -hmm. um, so that that presents an interesting wrinkle um, to the game. I personally think um, that uh, John Cena could win this thing. I mean, if he still appears, especially after what happened on, uh, on Raw with Roman Reigns, because, you know, um, without, without sounding corny or overly obvious, you know, that was a huge blow to Raw to lose Roman Reigns, um, for such an extended period of time. Yes. And it, it's been reported that, uh, that the WWE could be reaching out to John Cena um, to appear more in order to fill that void. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think if he still competes, um, John Cena could take it. Uh, if let's go with a backup plan in case he doesn't, the other guy, the other guy that I could easily see winning would be Rollins. Okay. Because, um, you know, especially in light of what's going on with the Marines. Right. Um, so he, he kind of got three different options there. 
Um, but but I, 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 I really do think one of the one of those three is going to take. And then we the next. Um, I'm, I'm just going bottom to top. Um, so the SmackDown tag team title match. Uh, the New Day versus the Bar. Um, with Big Show at ringside. Ugh. And you know before we and I can already hear from your. Um, so maybe we had the same thought concurrently. But why why does the bar need the big show? I'm, I'm very confused. This is a good question. And do, you have, do you have any thoughts as to, you know, as to why? Now look. There we go. I'm a, I am very confused by this. Like Big Show returns, faces Randy Orton. He's a face. Week after, he chokes Siams. I think Kofi and Kingston was it. He's a heel. All of a sudden, he's a heel. So now, what happens at Crown Jewel? Does he go back to being a face? Why does the bar even need him? They they never needed him before to win the tag team championships. Why do they need him now? Uh, exactly. Unless he's there, like like they said, unless he's their butler or whatever, because they're the bar, and he's their waiter, holding their <laughs> hold their championships. <laughs> that sounds like a great greatest comment. Maybe I was channeling Graves. But uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Well, well, who, I mean, who do you, so who do you think's gonna win? I'm, I'm, I'm going with uh, the bar. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the bar too. I think, I think, I think the New Day's day, pardon the pun, is almost, is almost up. Actually, I will say this: if um, SmackDown, like we said earlier, if SmackDown is listening to. Fox and moving away from the comedy, I think that uh, this is one direction, one uh, way of uh, one a start in that direction. Keeping the titles on the bar and absolutely. Yep. I one hundred percent agree. So the next match and trying not to. Yawn and frustration and exasperation. Okay. I know we I know we've discussed this ad nauseum. <laughs> okay. Um, Triple H is John Michaels versus The Undertaker. Okay. <laughs> now. Now look. We do not want to see these four in the ring. I don't want to see this match. Although, I will say Monday Night Raw, uh, one segment we didn't touch on was uh, that Brothers of Destruction. When they did that whole graveyard, whatever. Well, and that was cool. Cause that was, that was pretty that. cool. I will say that was pretty cool. If, if anything... The only thing I enjoy about this uh, feud, if you want to call it that, is the Undertaker's like cool like promos like this. They had DX in the ring, and they had the lights went out, 
and on the screen you saw the Undertaker and Kane in a graveyard in front of two tombstones with Triple H and Shawn Michaels' names on it. So that was that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was dope. You know, I, you know, and we keep using the term nostalgia, and for for me specifically, um, you know, the attitude there is where I grew up. We are loving wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what got me into wrestling, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's always cool, but, like, n- nostalgia can only take you so far. Um, and I think I think with the quality of matches that we've seen with The Undertaker, um, and even, even Triple H to a lesser extent, especially with the Super Showdown match, I, I just don't want to see that. I just don't want to see... That match again, you know, that match just came off looking bad. No, um, and I, I, I uh, did what you said, you told me to go back and watch it, I did, I went back and watched it, and that was terrible. And, and, what, and what did you think, what did you think when, when Shawn Michaels took that choke slam? Shawn Michaels can take a choke slam. I'm sorry, he can, he can sell a choke slam. <laughs> I mean, I saw him take one on um, on raw on raw. As soon as he hit the mat, his back arches. He like stays in that position. He he goes all stiff. Yeah, he just uh, <laughs> whatever. Anywho, um, who so who who do you think uh, takes that match? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with DX. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that's the only thing logical because, yeah. uh, you know, Kane is going to disappear back to Knoxville yep. at, at, after this. So, yeah, I, I would agree. And then we have, um, we have the WWE Championship match, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Quote Daniel Bryan because we don't know if he's going to show up. Well, yeah, there's just so many different aspects to this to this event that are just really confusing the hell out of me. Now, I have a question before you go on. If Daniel yeah. Bryan doesn't show up, then what do they do with that match? <laughs> um, I have I have no idea. I mean, well, generally, I have no idea. It's very. I would hope that. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan, I mean, I have faith in Daniel Bryan being professional and handling his business, but but at the same time, I I completely understand why he does not want to, you know, show up. Um, And if if he told them that ahead of time, um, then I don't know why these matches are still advertised. Um, So my son, my only assumption that I can make is that these matches are going to take place. Okay. Um, so, under that assumption, I'm going to have to pick AJ Styles because if you really, th- if you really think about it, Daniel Bryan's return has not gone very well. Right. Um, because they're protecting him so much. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Daniel. I mean, AJ Styles. <laughs> Okay, so it's we're we're definitely on the same wavelength here. Yeah. Uh, in terms of our thoughts, 
So this is um. So then the uh, yeah the main event, which was drastically altered by uh, Roman Reigns' absence. Yes. Um. In light of Roman Reigns having to relinquish his championship, the Triple Threat match originally scheduled for Crown Jewel, which would have been Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, will now be Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the vacant Universal Championship. And I, and before we get into the predictions, um. Let, let me just say, it, it, was so, it was so stupid how on Raw, uh, you know, the commentators kept saying, well, you know, uh, WWE has been in the offices all day trying to figure out what to do. It was so obvious that this was going to be a one-on-one -on -one match. <laughs> They've been in the offices all day. Sure they have. So it's, 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 it's some, some of this... Some of this booking is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but but I think I think that this is Braun Strowman's time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see any chance in hell of Brock Lesnar. No, Brock Lesnar's not gonna walk out. No, I'm going with that Braun Strowman. All right, very good. Now is he a face again? After what, after what happened on Raw? I guess. I just... What the hell? Um... <laughs> your, your, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, we're gonna have to um, edit that. I just... You know... I mean, a heel face? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. What's your thought? I don't know, it, uh, it's confusing because uh, he went after um, Drew, Drew McIntyre. So, which uh, leads me to think that he, it was a face turn. However, it can be, it can uh, go any, either way. Yeah. But, um, so that, that's our crown uh, rule analysis. Um, but, you know, um, aside from the card, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very anxious to get your uh, thoughts on um, the controversy surrounding Crown uh, Jewel. What do, you, what do you think of the final decision to go over there? How do you think that this is going to play out for them? I still think, like, uh, like I said, like, from the beginning, this is just a bad idea. It, Greatest Royal Rumble was not good, even though I didn't get to see it, but I'm, I, maybe one day I'll sit down and watch it, but not, not because I'm really looking forward to, uh, to it, just like, I'm not really looking forward to this one. I just don't see, like, anything coming out of this. Alright, and I, I, I really don't either. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting because during one of our, uh, oh, sorry, I, I dropped something. Um, a second. Um, but during one of our, um, breaks from the podcast today, I was surfing the internet and I came across one of 
the articles that you posted on WMS earlier today, and it was um it was Ronda Rousey's reaction to uh, Crown Jewel, and she was actually defending their decision and yes, talking about which actually I the, I didn't. Uh, I didn't exactly read it. I was just posting. I just uh, got it posted on the site. I didn't exactly get to see everything. Well, and it said that um, you know she was defending it as you know the power of sports bringing everybody together. Yeah, and JBL said the same thing pretty much. Yeah. Um, earlier this week on Busted of the Radio. I understand that perspective of it. I, I truly do. I respect it, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, it's just, there's so many different political things going on right now. Um, not the least of which being what's going on with, um, Kashagi, uh, which is a, tra a travesty. Yeah, and we keep learning um, new things every day. Yeah, in, including, you know, body parts being found in, in the garden of the consulate. Um, but, uh, but aside from all aside from all of that, from a strictly WWE perspective, um, you know, it's it said that they're trying to stay out of the politics, and that's why they're going over there, you know, to fulfill their obligations and, and help relations. You know, not, not to state the obvious, but, you know, Linda McMahon is on Donald Trump's administra administration. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, ladies and gentlemen, this, this could be catastrophic beyond WWE's wildest dreams. I just um, I don't know what they what they what they get out of what they get out of or what they hope to get out of this event. I don't understand. It's just my only thought is that it's the money that's driving them because it's a, you know it, it, I mean it's hard in any situation to walk away from paying dollars. I understand that, but I think I think if there was ever a situation where you walk away, it's, it's this one right here. And you also I mean, have an, an event where the women the, where the women can't even uh, have a match or be on television. Yeah, which which is complete which is completely going against the entirety of what WWE stands for. Mm -hmm. You know the 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 locker room itself doesn't doesn't want to go. Uh, you know, by and large, um, from what we're hearing. Um, you know, there's just so many different things that that I think um, needed to be taken into account, and they just weren't. Because logically, I mean, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, both my dad and my brother have independently come and talked to me about Crown Jewel, and then they. They wanted to know what was going on with it, and when I told them yesterday that the final decision was made that they're going to go, both of them were floored. Did that, you know, like, you know, and, and my dad was the one that bought a, you know, one of it, man, and I knew all that ahead of time, but even he was like, there's no possible way that they can go. So, you know, it, it, it just seems illogical. And, and, you know, 
And, and, and another, another avenue, um, you know, it's kind of bleeding over to how evolution has been, um, you know, promoted yeah. on TV because they haven't spoken much about it. Completely taken over, and evolution has just been forgotten. Yep. And it's been reported that talent is not happy that. I don't blame them either because Crown Jewel is six days after it. I mean, it's six days after evolution. Yeah. So, you know, these two decisions just are filed under, in my opinion, what the hell are they doing? And, and God forbid, God, and I, I really hope that this, that this does not happen. You know, from a variety of standpoints, uh, most of all, you know, just human safety. Um, but if, if anything were to happen to any of the performers while they're over there, this, this is just gonna, this is gonna be a shit show beyond all shit shows. Yeah, this is, this is gonna be a train wreck. And, I see, you know, I, see and, no, I see nothing good coming out of this. So uh, that's that's my thought. I know I know we, I know we had a viewer uh, ask our opinion ask our opinion on that um, last week. Yep. But it, it it's gotten stronger in the weeks since because yep. of what's coming out. Yeah, every day um, is uh, something new. <coughs> say again. Every day is something new, something different it happens every day. Uh. Well, yeah, and uh, it's, 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 I find it disturbing that WWE has been entertaining us all along going on, going on with it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, before we get too, uh, too deep into our, uh, you know, dialogue of yes. this case, <laughs> let's, um, let's move on to uh, the evolution predictions. Yes. And as I understand it, Elio, you have the card in front of you. So I do have the card in front of me. So let me just uh, pull that up right now. Okay, so WWE Evolution of the first ever all-female pay-per-view comes to us from the Nassau... Okay, so WWE Evolution of the first ever all-female pay-per-view comes to us from the Nassau, the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York, and we have a total of eight matches on the card. So from top to bottom, we have a six-woman tag match with Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia taking on the Riot Squad. I'm going with the Riot Squad too, as well. Um, I I'm like over this whole 
uh, boss and hug connection or whatever they call themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, and I said it earlier, I'm just, just, I'm just so, so past it, it's like, like, like I'm just moving on already. Yep. And then the next one, we have a women's battle royal, which, which includes Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, and Naomi. And we have the returning uh, legends like Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellos, and Molly Holly. And Selena Vega will be in there as well. Uh, are we calling Maria Canellos a legend? Well, well no, not. she's just in the list. Other legends like Alundra Blaze. No, no, I, no, I, mean, I, I, I was just, I was just checking. I was like, yeah, she's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I had So, who do you think is going to win, and who do you want to win this one? Um, who do I think? Um. I, 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 would, I would like to see Asuka. Because I think she needs a landmark win. If it's, if it's not her, um, then, uh, then Nia Jax. Mm -hmm. those, I mean, those are the only two that I see as being plausible. Um, I want realistic. I want to see Oscar win, and um, I'm not going to go with Dana Brooke because I was going to say Dana Brooke uh, might win because of her throwing everyone over the ropes on a raw, but that really means nothing. Yeah, well, I'm glad you saw that. Yeah, <laughs> just because she threw the other three over the top rope on raw doesn't mean she's going to win a battle royal. So in the next one, we have Trish Stratus and Lita taking on Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. And with this um, one, I'm going with um, Trish Stratus and Lita. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Lita, Lita is like, like my my all-time favorite female. It's, it's just my my fanboyism is going to come out, and it it's just my girl Lita's got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then the next one we have um, Io Shirai versus Tony Storm in the tournament final for for the Mae Young Classic. Storm, absolutely. I mean, have you seen that girl? Oh my god! I'm going. I'm going to go with Tony Storm. Um, that woman can go. Uh, right now, this match is. For the NXT UK Women's Championship, champion Rhea Ripley versus an opponent to be determined. So I can't really say, but I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley over whoever she's facing in that match. Yeah, I um I saw a clip of 
Ridley. Uh, it was just a little um, snippet while I was waiting for NXT to come on. Oh, okay. But she was she was in the ring, and you know, Michael Cole's talking. Apparently, she's only twenty one years old. But but the um, but the facial expression and the the legit badassery that she exudes. I just I really I really want to see her uh, get this and just take the um, take the next step. Now the fact that it's unannounced um, leads me to believe that there's gonna be a surprise um, factor going on here. But I just um, I really hope that Rhea Ripley takes it because I think that they can build something with her and right. Tony Storm down the road. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, be really cool to see. And the next one, we have NXT Women's Champion Kyrie Sane taking on Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. It's time. That, that, that girl. Yeah. Your, your, cam- oh, your camera went off for a second. Oh. You're good. And then in the second to last match, we know Ben's gonna have fun with this one. In uh, the first ever last woman standing match, champion Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Flair. Um, Becky Lynch. Of course, you beat Becky Lynch. <laughs> they they yeah. gotta ride the wave, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm going with Becky Lynch in this one as well. Good, good, because you didn't, I was going to boycott this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do it without me. <laughs> and in the last match on the card, we have champion Ronda Rousey, Raw Women's champion Ronda Rousey, defending against Nikki Bella, and I'm going with Ronda Rousey in this one. Yeah, I, I, hate, I hate to say this, Absolutely despise saying that that it's just that's a snooze fest of a main event. Uh, you know, it's just, but you know, Ronda Rousey, to Ronda Rousey's credit, she has just really sh- shocked the hell out of me with her mm-hmm. transition yep. to the to the ring. I mean, it's just like wow. My so my respect level for her. Yep. I didn't think it could get any higher as an athlete um, because, you know, she was she's so special to begin with. Just period. I mean, you know, UFC, multiple-time Olympian. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's just, her dedication is just really, really impressive. And I just, the way the way that, that uh, the Bellas are coming across, I just, I don't, I don't see them having a chance in hell. Yeah, I'm going with Ronda Rousey in this one. Um, in all of her pictures, why does she look like she's about to cry? Um, you, you broke this a little bit, so oh. say again. Why is it in a lot of her pictures she looks like she's about to cry if you look at her face? Oh, Ronda Rousey? Yeah, they, 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 get, they uh, get really bad camera shots of her. Because you know that's that's her badass face. Yeah, 
But it doesn't look like her badass face. It looks like she's about to cry. Like on that one that I posted. But, I mean, the thing is, like, Ronda Rousey is a badass. You don't need her to have a face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to have a, a prearranged face. Yeah. Um, you know, it, but, and plus, it makes her look like she's constipated, which... <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't do her service. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's where I'm taking it. So, yeah. I think, um, I think that this week in, in wrestling has the potential to really, to really be a shift and to be a landmark. I just, as as a fan of, of wrestling and you know my respect level for the performers, um, I hope that doesn't backfire on them uh, in, in relation to Crown Jewel, but I just don't see how it's not going to backfire. Mm -hmm. um, but from a human perspective, I want everything to go well and I want evolution to be histor historic for the women because I think that they deserve it. Yep. Um, you know, the women's revolution has been like my favorite thing to watch on, um, on wrestling's uh, stage over the last, you know, three, three four years. I, w I would even go back, it's my favorite thing in like, in like seven, eight years time. Right. Um, I it's really special, and so now that they have accomplished this, and just you know getting the pay per view and, and people talking about it the way that they are, um, you know that's phase one, and so you know that's how I'm viewing it. Evolution is the end of phase one of that project. You got it. Okay, you've accomplished that, um, and that, and then, you know what? What I think is going to happen with with phase two, we're going to start to see the four horsewomen of MMA versus the four horsewomen of WWE, and I'm really excited to see what they can do to further build it. That should be interesting because I'm going to see how Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair come back from this. Well, you know, and, 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 and those two girls, I mean, if you, if you think, if you think about it, Elio, right? So, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair's accomplishments already have her in the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, sure fire, in my opinion. Right now, if her, if, I mean, if her, if her career ended tomorrow, she would be Hall of Fame. Right. Um. Which I think I think makes her special because you know she's she's still only like thirty, I think thirty three, thirty four, something like that. Um. So, uh, she still has some really good years, and she and she and she could really do something here. Yep, she's um, actually she's thirty two. Oh. 30, see, 32, and, um, well, I'm still younger, and, and although, although I'm not as good looking as her, 
I just had to go and look up uh, Becky Lynch's age, and uh, she'd be perfect for you. She's 31. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> if you're single, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no. Uh, international romance going on here. <laughs> That's it. It's like... I'm kidding. <laughs> so that is our uh, our uh, pre rundown of the card and our predictions for both Evolution and Crown Jewel. Ben, do you have any final comments before we close out? Uh, no, man. I, I just want to I just want to see how this week turns out, and I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous for them. Yep. But kind of like cautiously optimistic. I just really want these. Uh, Especially evolution. I really want evolution to go well because yeah. uh, the, the women deserve it. Yep. And I hope I hope everybody stays safe. I hope it, I hope it turns out alright. Yes, sir. Um, but other than that, you, you know, you got anything you want to add? I just um keep following on social media. We have our Facebook page, which I am slowly getting updated. We have. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast. Um, I'm going to talk to you off air about the YouTube channel because I was thinking about something. Other than that, uh, I think that that about does it for the week. this week. Alright, and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up and I'll talk to you off here. Alright, sounds good. So, we will be back next week with... Um, all the fallout from Crown Jewel on the very day that it takes place, and that's our show for this week. We will talk to you all next Friday. Take care, everybody. Ben, I'll talk to you off air. My real name is Joe. And I've been living with leukemia for 11 years. And unfortunately, it's back. And because the leukemia is back, I cannot fulfill my role. I can't be that fighting champion. And I'm gonna have to relinquish the Universal Championship. But I wanna make one thing clear, by no means is this a retirement speech. Because after I'm done whooping leukemia's ass once again, I'm coming back home. I am coming back because I want to show all of you, the whole world, I want to show my family, my friends, my children, and my wife that when life throws a curveball at me, 
I am the type of man that will stand in that batter's box. I will crowd the plate, I will choke up, and I will swing for the fences every single time. Because I will beat this, and I will be back, so you will see me very, very soon. <laughs>